Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, July 17th, 2006. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Manager Tools. This is your host, Michael Ozan, and today Mark Horseman and I conclude our session on brainstorming. Before we do, however, I'd like to thank everyone that went and voted to nominate Manager Tools for the People's Choice Podcast Awards. The results won't be published for about a week, so who knows whether we'll end up on the shortlist or not. But regardless, we sincerely appreciate those who took the time to cast their nomination vote. Thanks to all of you. We haven't mentioned the registered members cast in a while, so quick reminder. We have an additional free monthly podcast available to those who take the time to register on the website. We're getting ready to put out the July members-only podcast shortly, so if you're not a member, please do stop by the website and register and enjoy the additional members-only podcast. All right, enough admin. Let's get on with the show. Okay, number three in terms of techniques, we'll use visual record keeping. I mean, and we wrote that, we'll use visual record keeping. That's what you'll actually say to the group. We're going to use visual record keeping. What this means is you're going to be taking notes in front of everybody out in the open. You cannot, in a good brainstorming session, take notes on a sheet of paper. Neither you nor anybody else working with you can take notes on a sheet of paper and let that be the record of the ideas that get thrown out. It doesn't work. Yeah, it just doesn't. Um, there are three huge reasons for this. First, it, it engenders trust. Um, the, the, pe- people in the in, in the group actually see you writing exactly what they said. There's no subtle modification, um, and that makes them feel like, wow, my ideas really are being heard and they're being immortalized for posterity. Um, secondly, everybody can actually look at the answers in real time. Um, one idea will capture one person's attention, and he might think about it for 30 more seconds because you got eight other people in the room, maybe, than everybody else is throwing out ideas. And, and he might come up with an idea where he's marrying two things together up there because he's able to think about it. Whereas if you're taking notes privately, all you're doing is listening to a bunch of ideas, and they may not strike you the same way as seeing 20 or 30 of them up on a sheet of paper in front of you at the same time where you can mix and match. It, it gives you an additional... Um, um, way of thinking about the problem in terms of comparing and contrasting and adding and um, morphing ideas right in front of you. Um, and then lastly, um, using visual record keeping, whether, whether you're using a whiteboard or an easel, what I like about it is the notes won't be quite so organized. When you write on a piece of regular paper taking notes on a meeting, even if it's brainstorming, you tend to organize things. It tends to be line after line after line of stuff, like you're preparing a report. Um, but if you write on the easel or the whiteboard, you can, you can connect things, you can change colors, uh, different pins, you can put things together that might go together. People will remember about the session as much where the ideas were written on the board as what the ideas themselves were. Hmm. So, so it, it, that, that fi- the, the, the picture, the visual image of the ideas is very powerful to a group. And, uh, and also, I think I've said this before in meetings, Mike, there's a big difference between um, showing everybody in a meeting 
a, a PowerPoint presentation on, on a screen, which I don't love, but that's better than everybody looking at their own individual copy. If everybody's looking at the same item, a projection on the wall, for instance, there's a shared community that comes out of that that doesn't happen if everybody has their own printed copies and you're not projecting it on a wall. That's why in many cases we recommend not giving out slides that people can read during your presentation because they'll just turn to the last page and see what the bottom line is and say no. <laughs> yeah. I, that, you know, that's a subtle point, but very powerful. That's, that's, that's great. Okay. Um, number four, the goal is more. You actually say our goal is more ideas. Tell your group, we're not trying to solve this problem. We're not trying to squeeze the funnel down at the bottom. We're trying to stuff the top full. More, 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 whether it makes sense or not, we don't care. We're not trying to make sense now. We're going to do that later. We're trying to create ideas. And as I said before, an idea is only dangerous if it's the only one you have. Let's come up with a big, fat pile of ideas. More, more, more. Uh, along the same lines, number five, no idea is bad. Don't censor yourself. Don't worry about being right. Don't worry about what others will think or whether it's already been said or implied or ruled out. If you think it, say it. Half right is great for brainstorming. Half right with a big problem in your idea is good too. All ideas are welcome. Don't don't think it might be good and then say, but no, somebody else might not like it or somebody else has said it or whatever. Just blurt it out. Okay? Here we come to my favorite, <laughs> the peanut butter rule. Yeah. Um, I don't know when I first did this, but but I've done it ever since because it <clears throat> excuse me worked so well with the group. I did. I said, look, the peanut butter rule says this. If you say peanut butter, <clears throat> I'm going to write it down. If you say anything, I'll write it down. If you say the facilitator dresses funny, I'm going to write that down. I don't care whether it makes sense or not. I don't care whether I understand it in terms of the problem we're solving. I'm your scribe. I dare somebody to say, say peanut butter sometime during the session because you'll see me write it down and you'll know that I'm not censoring you either. More is the answer. Better is for later. Okay, number seven. No evaluation or critique of any ideas, period. We're not trying to be right. We're trying to be tall. <laughs> um, it's, not, it's not night or day. Um, we're, not, we're not talking opposite here in terms of solution or ideas. They're two parts of the same overall concept. Um, we're not going to say that any idea is wrong, so don't tell us what won't work. We probably already know what won't work. Um, but if you're poo-pooing stuff, if you're saying what doesn't work, it totally bums everybody out. Stay positive. Don't say but. There are no buts. Um, don't tell somebody, I've got a better idea. Just simply say, and here's a different way. Here's something else. Okay? Number eight. My piggybacking is encouraged. And what we mean by piggybacking is somebody throws out an idea and then you hear it and you hadn't thought about it before, but immediately you have another idea or maybe 10 seconds later, you've got another idea that takes what they've got and maybe works it in a different direction. You're not suggesting their idea was wrong. You just have a different idea than what they did based on what they said. So if somebody says something that makes you think of something else, go ahead and blurt it out. It's okay. You don't have to come up with any of the ideas that you share all by yourself. You can steal other people's ideas and you can build something bigger and better or just different for now until we figure out what we're going to do with this big pile of ideas we come up with. Um, okay, number nine. Wild ideas are actually good. You know, we tell people, get crazy. We don't care. Um, you know, put down there, fire the CEO. It's okay. We'll write it down. 
That's fine in a brainstorming session. You know, there's that great story about Charles Kettering, the guy, um, the the chief engineer of General Motors, who who uh, just you know his cars were knocking and he wondered what the problem was, he, or wondered how to solve the problem. And he said, you know, uh, they're, they're the uh, the cars are uh, the the gasoline in the in the chamber in the cylinder is is igniting um, uh, late. How can I make it happen faster and he looked around for things that happened early and he noticed poinsettias bloom early they bloom of course at christmas time rather than in the spring so what what you know maybe maybe we gotta maybe it's the redness of poinsettias that makes them bloom early and so he's looking around the, the room for something red and he didn't have anything but he but he had some iodine which of course has a red tinge to it he put some iodine in the in the gasoline and it solved the problem he's like oh okay great well I mean, it's not the redness of iodine that makes it delay. In fact, the, the mixture had lead in it, and it slowed the combustion down, or it had sped the combustion up in a way that made it fire correctly. Um, and Kettering didn't realize till later that if he just put red dye in the gasoline, it didn't work. So, I mean, that, that's, um, that's a pretty wild idea. I mean, we've benefited that for, from, from that from 50, for 50 years. Um, so it's okay to have wild ideas. It's fine. Uh, we don't care, and we're going to write them down, and maybe we'll, somebody will put it together with something else. Again, all we're doing is coming up with a big, fat pile of ideas. Um, next, number 10, speed is really good. Speed is an incredible advantage in brainstorming. Anything you can do as a facilitator to help it happen is good. Uh, first of all, there's that blurt factor. It, you know, It lowers people's barriers to sharing ideas. The speedier things happen, the more they're just going to try to keep up and throw things out, whether they know whether they're going to evaluate whether it's good or not. And people are evaluating themselves all the time. But if we can lower that, lower those barriers, that's, be that's better. It also adds energy to the group. They become less tired and less laid back. They feel smart because they're more awake. There's some electricity um, in the room when it happens, and you can absolutely facilitate that just by speeding things up. Um, next is questions are unnecessary, and this is the last sort of technique um, um, or ground rule. Questions are unnecessary. Just go ahead and say whatever it is you want to say. We don't ask questions. There's no need to. If you're thinking of, of asking whether you can do or say something or, or whether you can't, just do it or say it. Don't ask. Yeah. The question is evaluating. Yeah, exactly. That's exa you know what? That's exactly right, Mike. It, 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 it's about you're, you're asking for an evaluation of something. We don't want evaluation. We want ideas. Yeah. Okay, so that's it for ground rules. Let's talk about a couple of things you can do as a facilitator that will really, really help. Um, facilitator rule number one is five to seven people is kind of an ideal size. You, you can do it with more. I bet most people listening can do it with 10 pretty easily. Um, you know, I've done it with 30 or 40, um, but it's absolutely harder. And you're going to slow that group down because you can't write all the ideas fast enough. In the first minute of a brainstorming with 30 people, you're going to have 50 ideas in one minute. You can't write that fast. Um, it's that team size, five to seven, that really does best. Big enough to have energy, small enough to be manageable in terms of using visual record keeping. So five to seven people. Next, uh, 15 minutes tops for scheduling it. I really can't imagine Mike needing much more than 15 minutes. Uh, look, you you can you can go longer. Um, uh, he, 
I, what I found is the vast majority of people don't go much longer than that because they don't do it often enough and they're out of practice. Um, you may actually find a natural stopping point before then, but if you schedule a half an hour, what happens is after 15 minutes, people are sort of petering out and then they feel kind of bummed like, oh, you're we supposed to come up with another half, another 15 minutes worth of ideas. So I find constraining it in terms of time and, and actually cracking the whip a little bit. So look, we only got 15 minutes. Let's throw it all together really, really fast. Um, you get more ideas much more quickly by putting an end time on it rather than letting people think, oh, we've got some time. Let's think about it. Um, yeah, I, th- the- I think Mike's right. That's very rare. 15 minutes is most people go, oh, is that all we're doing? Because most I, I've seen them scheduled for literally for hours. I mean, it's rid- ridiculous. Yeah, um, and that doesn't work, in my opinion. I mean, did you find that that worked, hours? No, no, absolutely not. Oh, okay, no, I think, good, yeah. And I think actually 15 minutes will help you know, some people like the high Ds. It'll help them actually get through the idea of participating. Cause yeah, that's a, good. I didn't even see a limit you're, on that. <laughs> you're totally right. I didn't even think about that. But that'll get them throwing a few ideas out there. Yeah, the, the high D in a two-hour brainstorming session will be like, God. Oh, yeah, they'll put a bullet in their head. Yeah, that, that, that's, where, that's where the Blackberry prayer comes out. Yeah. Um, also, th- this is a little bit harder to do than the first two. Um, but, but it's something that I've done, and I really like it. And if you have the ability, you should do it. And that is do something physical or something different right before you brainstorm. If you've got an agenda item, if you've got an all-day meeting and you're going to do brainstorming at 2 o'clock, give them a break right before the 2 o'clock brainstorming. So they come back with their minds kind of dumped out of all the stuff they've been talking about. Um, doing it at the end of an hour-long discussion about the, the particular topic you're going to brainstorm is not as good. There's too much baggage in the room. They've already been engaged in in solution finding around this particular topic. There's, it just doesn't work. So go ahead and break and then brainstorming or or just stand up and let, okay before we brainstorm let's stretch for a minute um i i find there's a general rule that you need to have breaks every hour in the afternoon so it wouldn't be that hard to delay brainstorming by 30 minutes and then have a little break right beforehand and shake things up a little bit okay all right n- number four in terms of facilitator notes mike is uh you have to gently chide or or maybe depending upon the situation step on negative comments or critiques um when you when somebody says oh that won't work or uh gosh uh, a silly idea or you got to be kidding me you don't write it down you politely note that there was some negativity you say something like hey none of that um let's stay positive we're not going to go there we're just talking ideas no critiques remember the ground rules and then just move right along and then look at the group and and uh you want to make good eye contact with as many people in the group not the person who spoke negatively because you don't want to put them on the spot you just want to move past that as quickly as possible. You know, it's something along the lines of who's got my next idea. Okay. Number five, have fun. Um, if you as a facilitator see your job as just writing things down and you stand up at the board with your back to the audience and try to write things neatly and straightly and correctly, um, you are not doing your job as a facilitator. You should be smiling. You should be saying thank you every time somebody says something good which is generally all the time in brainstorming. You should be throwing candy to people for good ideas. If you've got candy, you can throw um, to, to liven things up a little bit. You can laugh out loud at crazy ideas. It's totally fine. Say yes when, when people come up with something really, really good. Clap for people. Roll your eyes if somebody says something kind of wild and out there like, well, that won't work, but we'll put it up there, by gosh. Um, the more you have fun, 
the more likely the audience will reflect that back at you. And that goes right into um, uh, step number six, which is energy, energy, energy. The more energy you have, the more you move around, the faster you write, the more you raise your voice, the more ideas the group will give you. You should walk into the group when it gets quiet and say, come on, come on, and, and, and move your hands like you're trying to gather people around you. Um, uh, w w when you're writing really fast at the board, you know, stick one finger up in the air and say nice and write it down or, or yell out as you're writing. I forgot it. Please say that one again real quick. Um, uh, th those kinds of things, a lot of energy from the facilitator as opposed to just being a neutral, quiet scribe, you're going to get a lot more ideas. The funner, that's, there's a word for you, the more fun and the more energy you inject, the better ideas because the more ideas you'll get. And, and I'll tell you, high Ds, high Cs, aren't comfortable with that. They see this as a task to accomplish. The best person to facilitate a brainstorming session is a high eye, somebody who's a little bit comfortable in the spotlight. Um, and, and I want to remind everybody that no matter what your profile is, you have all four, everybody has all four of the styles in them at any one time. And the whole point of the DISC model is, can you be adaptable? When you're working at your desk, writing code, or doing your budget, you, you better have some high C in you making sure you're dotting your I's and crossing your T's and doing it correctly and so on. Whether you're a high I or a high D or a high S or a high C, you need to engage the high C part of you at that time. By the same token, when your group needs to be doing some brainstorming, you need to move toward the high I. If you tell me that you don't want to because that's not your style, what you're doing, again, is choosing your personal preference over the organizational benefit. And that's not what managers do. Managers are about organizational benefit and not about personal preference. Okay, yeah, I'm off my well soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Okay, let's talk about the bonus material. Um, it, it doesn't fall into the, the, the pure category of brainstorming, Mike, but I have found these things really, really work. There are three ideas here that are designed to address the fact that some cultures and some individuals, like we talked about high Cs, are, are less comfortable with just w with, with raw ideas and sort of unfiltered, unfettered communication. They see a fresh idea as a bad thing initially until it can be worked into a full solution. And that's not wrong. It's just a different way of thinking about things. It's not even wrong when it comes to brainstorming. It's just not as effective as using brainstorming to come up with a lot of ideas. And because of their thinking this way, they won't share good thoughts in a really fast-paced, open, lively brainstorming session. They don't participate. Um, and, and that's not effective. You want everybody participating. So um, bonus number one. Try to extend the brainstorming session beforehand, before the meeting. Um, explain in advance what you're going to be brainstorming at the meeting, a day or two in advance, however much time you have. Ask everyone to schedule 15 minutes to prep time, to, to spend time prepping for the session. And that means writing down the kind of ideas that they have. There are one of two ways you can go forward with their ideas. You actually want them to write them down. You don't just want them to think about it. Although some people won't write them down. I actually like asking them to email me their ideas 
so that I can print them out and take them with me. And then as we're brainstorming, I can add those ones that are written. I can just write them right off the sheets. I'll tell everybody, look, I got some cheats. You guys send some ideas. I want to throw these up here. As we get to low points, I'll, I'll throw those in uh, and that'll keep us going. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who set them. And that gives those people who are less comfortable sharing the ideas a little bit of anonymity, which will work. Um, you can either have them email them to you in advance or you can have them write them on yellow stickies, um, you know, post-it notes. Um, or, or a sheet of paper for that matter. And they can, you can use the, the honor system and just have them bring it to the meeting. I, I've done some where I facilitated for a group and I asked everybody to bring their notes to the meeting and nobody brought notes to the meeting. I thought, well, that was a waste. Um, so that's when I started having them email to me. Um, and that was just a chance to give them feedback if they didn't do it. Um, so you, you, can, you can get people thinking about the idea in advance, and those people who are normally a little bit reticent will be more comfortable sharing the ideas before, where there's an anonymity, and then during, because they've already got their mind around the idea, and they've got some solutions in their head and some good ideas that they've thought through, rather than feeling bad that as soon as they come up with an idea that's kind of off the top of their head, somebody will shoot it down, which a high C would hate. Okay. The second thing is, after in addition to extending the session afterwards, you can extend the session or in addition, I'm sorry, Mike, in addition to extending the session beforehand, you can also extend the session afterwards. Um, you don't have to lose the energy of the session the moment it ends. Ask everyone to keep thinking about the issue and to mail you two to three more ideas by the end of the day. Again, for some of them, it'll let them think through their ideas, let them mull it over and look at some of the, the concepts that were thrown up on the on the whiteboard or on the easel, um, and then present them in their head as they should be, as more fully formed, correct, proper solutions rather than just raw ideas. And some people really take to that. And you may have some insights that have been percolating, but suddenly happen at three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and you want to capture those. You don't just want to abruptly end it and say, thus endeth all the good ideas we could have possibly had on this subject. You know, some people resist that because they're still in evaluation mode, right? Right. They, they, they won't like it because they didn't have a chance to comment on the idea. Right. But again, that, that defeats the whole purpose of brainstorming. Exactly, yeah. And then the last one, in terms of bonuses, is, is, is um, using those yellow stickies during the meeting. Um, you actually tell people, okay, look, you're going to have your own individual brainstorming session. You've got a whole stack of post-it notes there. Um, don't, don't tear the notes off. Just flip them up one at a time and write as many ideas on as many different yellow stickies as you possibly can. You may get five or 10 from everybody in about a minute, but in a group of five people or yeah, in a group of five people, 10 yellow stickies from everybody in one minute means in the first minute, you just got 50 ideas. And what you do is you read them off and stick them up on the board one by one. Now, the downside of this is everybody can't read the yellow stickies, although I have had groups say, let's go up and let's read the stickies and kind of put them together and see what works and what fits together and so on. And that's a physical part of brainstorming that I have found is very, very helpful. But I found yellow stickies provide anonymity. Um, and also, in, in one minute, a group can come up with a bunch. And what you do is you come up with a bunch in a minute, and they all post them up there, and you talk about it. And say, okay, look, let's take another minute, write some more down. And you won't get as many the second time through, but you're going to end up with 50 to 100 ideas in a group of 10 people in less than five minutes. And that stuns people, yeah. Mike. Um, I've seen that work uh, really well in JAD sessions where we're jadding some application design or something like that. And it, it works very, very well, particularly when people then get up and then start grouping them together and start yeah. kind of manipulating them. People people really get into exactly. it. Exactly. It's physical. Yep. You know? 
Okay, so there's probably, just to wrap up, there's probably too many things to talk about. We've probably got 20 points here, but but let's remember, we've got some background. You want to keep in mind that it's not natural and, and uh, you want to be expansive. You're creating more ideas and don't worry about solutions. Um, and then we've got some ground rules we want to work with. The facilitator is very important. And then keep in mind those the, the bonus points we made about extending before and after. I think that's very, very powerful. It's something that a lot of people don't do, but it really does work. And that's it. Well, great. Well, hopefully people will have um, survived through the uh, the background noises and all that stuff. This is from really great stuff. And, you know, I think the 15, you know, I would go back to that 15-minute rule because I, I think if you start looking at it that way where it's 15 minutes of time, you'll start using brainstorming more often. Yes, that's a good it's point. Not, I hadn't thought of it the way you're saying, but I think you're right, yeah. We see most people in organizations, they participate in a ba- brainstorming session maybe once a year. Yeah. Something like that, but... You know, make it short, make it sweet, you know, follow these guidelines and you can do it more often and get all the benefits. Yeah, in a lot less time. Yeah. Great. Cool. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, partner. Back to the beach. Yeah. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Well, folks, that's it on brainstorming. It's a great team tool if done properly and doesn't take nearly as much time as people think. You know, even a high D can put up with it for 15 minutes. So use our simple guidelines and put it to use today. So until next time. Have a great one. So long.